Welcome to Baby in Berlin, the podcast for international families in Germany, where we share information and resources about pregnancy, birth, and the early family years. My name is Elodie. I'm a mother of two and a maternity concierge and postpartum doula living in Berlin. My role is to accompany parents on the adventure of having a baby in Germany. I mostly do this through my online course available on babyinberlin.com. I was born in France and I got pregnant shortly after moving to Germany. I came to experience firsthand what it's like to give birth in a foreign country, not knowing what to do and when, and not even speaking the language. I've created this podcast to share my knowledge of the pregnancy and birth system in Germany. I hope you'll enjoy it. Welcome. Catherine, good morning and welcome. Good morning. And how lovely Hi. to talk to you. <laughs> Um, thanks very much for coming on for this episode, um, specifically about birth preparation courses. My pleasure. Catherine, you're a midwife in Berlin, um, working at a gynecologist practice, practice and also offering your own birth preparation courses as a freelancer. Um, so... Do you want to tell me a little bit about the services that you offer in terms of, you know, your work as a midwife? So, like I said, you, you work in a practice, but do you also work in a hospital? Do you also work as a freelance midwife doing postpartum? I mean, that sounds like a bit much. <laughs> yes, it, it, it would be much. But, I mean, there are so many of us out there doing exactly this. But I have cut my workload a lot since having my own children. So yes, as you said, I'm at the Potsdamer Platz, which is a lovely work because you see all kinds of international women and of course, German women too. And then now I'm, I really kind of with the pandemic, I wanted to focus on, um, on classes, on birth preparation classes in all, I want to say all forms and sizes and on postnatal exercise classes because I'm a licensed Cantinica teacher as well. Um, mm -hmm. Now, uh, yes, that's exactly what I offer. I sometimes offer postnatal care, but that has become more rarely in the last year. Okay. Okay. So can you tell us... Um, what parents in Germany can expect from a, a birth preparation course? I mean, obviously you're based in Berlin, but uh, you're offering most of the classes online or all of the classes uh, so far uh, during the pand pandemic online. So theoretically, all parents all across Germany could attend your birth preparation classes. Um, so what can they expect from a birth preparation class? What are the topics that you discuss and how is it structured? So I, I offer for first time parents, I offer weekend classes. Um, it's a Saturday and Sunday, of course, with breaks in between and not the whole day because that would be too much screen and Zoom time, I want to add. I I mean, there is a whole lot to cover in such a class. 
because I find it is important that you somehow, yeah, you need to gather all the important information to in the end make informed decisions. So it is important from my point of view to know how a birth can start, how this might feel, what can you do while you're still at home. And I have to say that was, I, I find this is always a focus from German midwives that women or couples stay home longer rather than going to hospitals too early. But the pandemic now since the last year has shown us with partners being allowed in the hospitals or not from the start, that it's at this stage even more important to discuss how is this time at home? And I mean, not everybody gives birth in a hospital as well. That is uh, another side note. I do have couples who plan a home birth or who go to a birthing house. So this home time is important, I find. But as well, then what happens when you go to your designated birthing choice? Yeah, what happens exactly? Like I, I walk them. I, I want to say I walk them through with what happens, um, how the birth process is. Then in the end, what? Yeah, uh, birthing waves, contractions. If you want to say what they are like, what they feel like, how they come along, and what active birth what that implies and I always think for the international families um the importance is that this is not about that the Germans are so cruel or give birth all by themselves in the forest now that's very ex exaggerated but that there is an evidence-based data behind this being active and yeah active doesn't mean being alone active means something else. So that is something I focus on. I, I do explain a little bit of theory, theory, what the baby does in all of this. I mean, plays the baby plays an important role, but of course as well, pain medication. And then there may be more medical things that could happen, like that you need to be induced or that this birth doesn't go as perfect or as pink as I maybe as at first say it it can be yeah so you talk about the various p potential interventions yes, that could happen exactly i think it's very important to know about them too without getting scared but out of a point of if i know what's what could come i can make different decisions or i can i am informed and i am maybe calmer because i know okay this and this might happen um, mm -hmm. yeah in the end yes that that's the birth of course and of course positioning in the sense of what makes sense uh, how can babies be born and maybe away from what do we see on netflix on all the streaming services and what doku series you know how 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 is it possible to give birth um, so not not just lying down on your back not just lying down like a turtle on your back and and pushing for your life um which of course mm -hmm. then is yeah and um, maybe sometimes then the choice even but that that there are other ways of doing so um the what happens after birth in a hospital or with a home birth you know how long does the midwife stay how does that work in the hospital do we go home straight after, do we stay? That has changed during the, the pandemic. Um, I think How so? That some hospitals 
now all over Germany, don't allow the partners to come and visit the new mother and their babies after. So a lot mm -hmm. more people are interested, or a lot of new parents, I want to say, are interested in going home straight after birth, where, uh, where before they might have been too scared to do so, because it is a scary thought about going home with the newborn, but now they're more willing. And I, I do show them the pros and cons. Um, I have to say, I am a big advocate in going home as early as possible. Because we do have this midwifery system later on that comes to them and that they are well looked after if they have a midwife, we have to say. So that is part of and, and also it's a choice. So I think a lot of parents aren't aware of this, but it's a choice that you can say, I'd like to go home after yes. four hours if yes. everything's fine. So a hospital is not a prison. You're free to go home. Um, obviously, you know, if there are some medical indications that mean that the doctors or the midwives say you should stay, you know, definitely you should stay. But sometimes I have parents telling me, how long do I have to stay yes. in hospital? And, and you don't have to. <laughs> De definitely, that is very important. And uh, I have to say my approach in the class has changed because I would have always said you're allowed to go home. But now I really show them the pros, you know, in the sense of it makes even it makes it made sense before, but I emphasize even more on it. And because I, I think in the end, it is about that you make them feel that they have a saying in all of this that they're not mm. victims and that they have to do everything they're told that, yeah, maybe is necessary, but that with the right questioning as well, that they have, they have far more choices and they have far more power in all of this. So you talk to them about the birth, uh, the potential um, interventions, what it's like to give birth in a hospital, like the sequence of events, the the, the early postpartum. Do you also um, advise them about the, the 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 longer postpartum, so six, ten weeks after birth, the breastfeeding, baby care? I I have to say now with the with changing my class into online and shortening it that the sh the postpartum phase I would have normally discussed is shorter but I do focus on and then again the question is if it was too long before and what kind of information you can keep and what is then becomes so important only later that you forget it until it comes so I find the shortness isn't a problem so I do focus on the breastfeeding and on yes I want to say what I call the Wochenbettzeit the first six to eight weeks after and that basically you know before the pandemic you would have told them stay at home in bed and don't do anything now you still have to tell new parents this and the idea behind it that it is about building a good foundation and that we know that breastfeeding works better but now they don't have so many places to go <laughs> that it is less time consuming to tell them about them but um, definitely this is then wrapping up my weekend with um, I, I yeah I want to say what happens the first few weeks with a newborn baby and um, yeah, and I guess another upside of the of the pandemic with regards to the the postpartum period is also that there are less visits because you are supposed to reduce your contacts and and visits can be a big disturbance in this uh, 
bonding with the baby and, and creating your family unit? Yes, especially if you have family who travels long, long distance, uh, maybe once around the world to be with you, and then they are with you 24-7. And that is, of course, a blessing because there's somebody there, but it can as well be the opposite because they're there. So yeah. um, now the focus nowadays is more on who else could be there for you if you don't have the backup of your birth family, you know? Who is your go-to person in Berlin or who could you hire? Who is there to support you? Because I find this is the one of the most important things to bring across, that it's okay to take support and to ask for support and that you're not a a bad parent if you think you will need you need support because i think everybody deserves it and needs it so so where can parents turn to to get this kind of support i find um an idea is that i mean sometimes they really just have really good friends and and um maybe even siblings but i say neighbors and friends who offer help and say hey what can we do for you and people are too shy and 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 yeah preserved and say oh no we can we can manage like the partner's home we can do it but that it's okay to say oh yes if you want to cook us a meal why not that would be fantastic um there are services out there now that 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 you can pay that do bring you meals especially as well for postpartum women there are um the mütterpflegerinnen or doulas that offer as well this kind of care um i mean you can uh, you can find a cleaning service because that that comes once a week i think it's the little it's the little things or in berlin for an example you can you don't need to go out for shopping the, the shopping services I don't want to, we're not getting paid by them, so I'm not <laughs> mentioning names now, but they, you can, you know, it doesn't mean that the partner has to do all of that. So, um, because there is still plenty to do without needing to worry about shopping. But I find sometimes it's the little things that you as a pregnant parent-to-be um, don't you, yeah it's okay that you don't worry but it's somehow it's good to to know about that this exists in the sense of who yeah. does the shopping after who does the cleaning because if the new mother stresses about that because that would be part of her maybe deal mm -hmm. in how the two work um it's she's occupied i think a lot of parents to be in my class are amazed about that i say that you will be occupied or have other things on your mind because the baby is going to be there yeah definitely i mean there's that there's a lot of things that um come with having a baby that are outside of just changing nappies and, and breastfeeding and um yeah it, it's hard to explain and it's hard to know before before the the baby actually comes um so if parents wanted to attend one of your classes um, or birth preparation class in general, when would you recommend that they, they do this and when should they, when should they sign up? Um, 
there is like an unwritten rule where, uh, don't ask me who says that, but I'd say the German midwives would tell you that it's good to finish a class six weeks before your due date. Mm-hmm. So around maybe the time where you go on maternity leave, I'd say it's maybe you, you can focus on it and your 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 head is free for exactly this and the women want to prepare and get into somehow action and see what what else maybe they need or what they can do um but i find if if couples want to take a class earlier i i, I or later i don't think it's a problem mm-hmm. um because i think it's it's rather than hect- being hectic and saying okay we have to do that then it's even less enjoyable maybe than if it's later but the people are free yeah because and do they have to sign up for it a lot in advance? I mean, is it something that's quite difficult to find? I, I think, I mean, if they're particularly looking for an English-speaking class, um, I mean, there are more and more midwives out there who offer these classes. So the variety is there. And then it's, I guess, about personal choices or what they have heard or read. Um, maybe... Now I'd say there are face-to-face classes even out there, so you have to be fast in signing on. I, I From my point of view, in, the online classes will always have another space maybe somewhere. Um, so it's I, I'm stuttering because I know that in Berlin everybody signs up for everything very early, and I find even that stresses the pregnant women out. Mm. But yes... In the end, it is necessary because the spots will fill up. And but some, it, I find it goes in waves. Sometimes the classes are full in no time; other times, it's slower. But it it shouldn't be something that you sign up for like a week before. It should be planned. Yes, no. I mean, months. sometimes that happens. Yes, but mm-hmm. um, of, of course, it's. Um, I think you can only get the class of your choice if you sign on in time. And that would be maybe when you're really 18 or 20 weeks pregnant. Mm-hmm. And maybe some of them will laugh at me now and say, I had to sign off on with 12 weeks pregnant. Possible. Yeah. 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 Um, you mentioned that some classes are coming on to be, you know, like presence courses. Um, obviously, we're we're still in the middle of the third wave um of um of the corona crisis we don't really know what what to expect um but we see some um some classes opening up but for the classes that are online um how is that working out i mean you um, you mentioned that the classes are shorter than what when they are um live classes um it, do you think that the parents can still get, you know, good enough information, can build maybe a rapport with the other parents, um, which is also an, a good aspect of a live class, right? Is that you meet people that have a, a similar due date and, um, you know, you can exchange with them, etc. So how is that working out to, to have this online? I want to honestly, and I mean, I can only speak more for myself. And I have been offering English speaking classes since um, 2008. Is that it always is for international families, the aspect of meeting other like-minded 
in the end then English speaking or maybe I mean I have I had uh, people I want to say from all over the world attending my classes so sometimes then they end up of course speaking their own language but English at first is our is our the language we connect over with so some of them I know are still in contact um, even though they might not even be in Berlin anymore and that I have to say yes honestly that is the biggest downfall of the online classes mm. because I find you can bring all the information across and I think that is possible and sometimes I find it even has a, a positive for an example in a face-to-face -face class I personally would have never showed photos I would have um, used my myself more or my my hands my expressions and I now I show I show photos in the sense of look at this and that and this if that makes sense now so that I find is a, is a positive I'm going to keep even at some stage if I do go back to face-to-face -to -face classes and I find there will be people always they're going to ask for the online classes especially if they're not in Berlin and especially if they're not in Germany and that is I mean I have to say that is I find a big plus and I hope that that will stay the interacting online is something where I personally think at the beginning of the pandemic where everybody was happy about that we had this tool in meeting online people were very welcoming and as well happy to connect and interact then again if you have an online class where actually nobody is from Berlin of course they can't connect in real life of unless course. they're in the same city yes um and this is yes this is the biggest downfall the interacting and now i find the last since maybe the new year there is a kind of zoom fatigue i is that even a word but that's my word setting in i think it is a word <laughs> it, isn't it? where but it makes sense it i yeah because people are tired um But yes, like you said, I find for me personally as well, um, we're not over the third wave. Not everybody is vaccinated. Not everybody wants to be vaccinated. And then we don't know how it is with the pregnant women. Um, so I'm happy to be cautious and wait it out and do it online. And um, yes, but I'm happy as well to voice it in the class and say this is the biggest disadvantage. You yeah. can't sit across each other and you can't, you, it needs more of an effort then to meet maybe later on. And my big goal is to have a big party, if that's allowed someday, in a park in Berlin and to invite, invite everybody who was present in one of my classes over the last year so they can see each other. Oh, that's, that's something such a nice I, idea. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm, yeah, I'm not planning it really, but I, sh I, I always say it, so I'm going to do it at some stage. That's a really <laughs> good idea. I think uh, everyone will be very happy about that. I hope so. Yeah. Um, so in your, in your offerings, there, there are a number of different birth preparation classes. Um, there's the, let's say the, the, the typical one, but there are also two that I'd like to, um, get a little bit more information 
on and and explain what they are to to our listeners. So you you offer b- birth preparation classes for second time parents. Um, why would parents benefit from a birth preparation class when they've already had a, a baby? Why why would they want to do that? There are many reasons I want to tell you. Mm-hmm. I mean, sometimes the maybe most obvious that they have new partners and a new baby with the new partner. Um, and for the partner, it's the first baby or they want to make it their thing. So they attend the birth preparation class. Sometimes they are new. It's their first baby in Berlin and they want to have more information on how things work here. Yeah. And, um, yeah, because they have done it in another way and they want more information and they know somebody told them that this class is covered too by the insurance. So they go for it. Some women have, or parents have a great desire to talk about their previous birth, um, on, on how that went. And that is a big part of like seeing as well. I find this, that's the part that I really like about these classes is, um, that you know exactly what you maybe don't want anymore and you have a better idea of what is coming and maybe yes of course births are different that um that yeah you have even the the people the parents now and then feel that they have even more of a saying in it um and that i i like to um encourage yeah and the, the, the topic of the sibling or of the family di- dy- dynamic mm-hmm. or on how already maybe being pregnant, this dynamic changes and how it is going to change again because the mothers who are already mothers are very worried about what kind of the new baby will bring with the sibling or siblings. Yeah? And this change and this yeah, kind of how the system shifts and all that is part of the class too. Mm. Yeah, and the the do you talk also about the the organization of maybe what you know what happens with the older sibling when you have to go to the birth? So ideas on who can care for the sibling. Very important mm. because I, I personally say I don't think you can really go into birth if you if the mother doesn't know where her child is. Yeah. She won't get real good contractions if I'm allowed to say it that way because she is so she in her mind she is she's the mama bear or the lioness who's w- watching out for her children. So she needs them well looked after, and that is a big topic for international families in Berlin because you, yeah, you don't have the family normally that you can relate to or rely on. Yeah. So that is a topic. And there it is then actually the connection with neighbors, with friends and making them kind of part of your family is even more important Mm. or finding a doula that accompanies you. So the partner stays home with the older child that's a possibility i hear as well so yes it's i always i i think i try to be very practical uh because i in the end it's about exactly this um finding practical solutions that make the parents calmer and when you're calm you can 
you have an open mind to go into new situations. Mm, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, when we were preparing the interview, you also mentioned something that I found very, um, very poetic. You, you said that, um, it was also a way of, of, you know, it was your, the, the first, sorry if I'm not rendering this correctly, but it was the, maybe the first, um, real dedicated time with your new unborn child. Um, so regardless of being it the second, the third, the fourth child that you were taking this time out, that you were carving out this time out of your schedule to say, you know, you are important baby and, and we are, you know, discussing your birth because it's not just another birth and okay, we've done it already. I mean, each and every birth is is different and uh, and special. Yes, this is this is what women would tell me. You know, if maybe they're really attending a class of mine and they're pregnant with their fourth or even fifth baby, where you might really think, "Why are you here? You know all of it." But they exactly say this: this is the time for me and this baby because in our day to day life everything else seems more important because the children are present and are screaming mama mama and now this is my time yes that's true thank you for remembering this. <laughs> <laughs> i i really liked um yeah i really like this uh this idea um yes. another class that you offer is um specifically for parents who who know that the baby will be born by, by C-section. So it's, it's a planned C-section regardless of whether there is a, a medical reason for it or whether the parents choose to have a, a C-section. Um, in this case, you know, one might ask why, why would you want to, you know, have a birth preparation class because you don't you don't have to deal with the contractions you probably don't have to deal with the you know with with the pain of of labor um you know it's in brack you know i'm quoting like just an operation that is the the perception most have but these parents to be they want to be prepared too they want to know what's going on. They want to be informed about what happens as well. I think like if they go in for their medical check or their medical talk with then the doctors, um, the operation will be explained to them. And that is then, yes, very medical. Um, but I mean, they're giving birth as well. So um, I, I thought about that long and hard and, um, now I think I just had the courage to say, okay, now I, I want, I really want to do it because I think it is necessary and it was well received now. And I'm, I'm, people are asking for it, which is great um, because the time then after the operation, when the baby is there, they, it, that is, I mean, very unique and special and they are choices as well they can make. And maybe that will rise from hospital to hospital. And the recovery, the Wochenbett for them is, of course, yeah, a Wochenbett, a time at home with the baby, but maybe slightly different, different because they had the C-section. And I find it's, um, yeah, it, it, it's, I wanted to design this especially for the, the parents that 
because I thought they deserve a class too. Because in my birth preparation class, in the weekend class, they their place was yeah they didn't they don't need i mean i think they still need the breathing but for other things but they didn't need it for their birth maybe and they didn't need birth positioning of course they don't need them so it's some for some women it's actually quite hard to sit through such a class and to know that i can't go through this because maybe they really wanted to mm. and then they don't sign on for a birth preparation class and so I, yeah, but that is my way of saying this is for you. So what kind of choices would they, would they have? I mean, would they have a choice to make, for example, as to what kind of, um, uh, you know, do they want an epidural or does, do they want like a full, um, like a um, general anesthetic? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think Yeah, maybe there I'd rather say that, it, you know, I try to explain to them rather why it makes sense to have a spinal anesthesia, not an epidural, at, at which they'd get and not a general anesthetic, because we want them to be awake. They should be present. And um, but the, there is the possibility of maybe lowering the curtain while the baby is being born so that the parents can see the baby being born they don't see anything else but they see that and that is very therapeutical even for parents i have found over the over the years which i think they should know about because not every hospital offers it and not everybody might offer it to them mm. um, i find for an example parents who give birth via c-section um partners normally in germany are allowed to cut the cord of the baby or that is something we say is is special or um is unique yeah i mean how often does that happen so it's very easy actually to ask the doctors if they can leave the cord long so that the partner later on can cut the cord even though it's even more symbolic yeah but these are the little things that i find it's yeah maybe they're little nudges but why not um mm. If I don't have a saying in anything else, I can have a saying in this. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> I think it's, it's, uh, it's important, you know, regardless of whether you've chosen the C-section or, or not chosen it, that, um, that, that you know as well that there are different ways of doing it, depending on what you're, what you want, depending on the hospital, and that it may be as well a way of, of guiding your choice of hospital. Yes, um, depending on, on their practices as well. Yes, yes, yes. Mm -hmm. mm. Do you, are you able to advise parents, um, you know, on the various practices in which hospitals or is that too, is it something that they, the hospitals don't really disclose and you can't really say, if you want this, then you should go there? I, I mean, for Berlin, I could give advice but i'm i'd say i'm cautious or i i mean i worked i trained in the charité so i know the virtue i know the mitte even though it's a long time ago i worked as a belegebamme in zehlendorf im waldfriede krankenhaus so and i i mean i do have midwifery friends who would tell me about their works and there are facebook groups so i think i'd 
I'm, and I, I mean, I have to say, I listen to women, what they tell me about the hospital they gave maybe birth in the first time or so. So I have a, it sounds, doesn't it? It sounds bad, but I think I, I am allowed to say I have a fair good idea what happens in the hospitals. And if somebody would ask me very specifically, I'd give them advice maybe to which way to go or where to look. Mm. But I find in Berlin, there, uh, there is no hospital you can't go to. And, you know, we, some cities have a hospital where, you know, nobody, you know, it's, it's, it's a bad hospital. And I think for Berlin, that's, that doesn't exist, but maybe if you're more alternative, you go maybe more in that direction. And if you want to have a neonatal unit, because you, you're more cautious, then you have, you know, you have other choices. Mm. So um, definitely. Yes. That's, I think that's part of my job. Mm description and uh, i see that um your 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 classes are for for couples um the for the the, the single moms out there who are expecting a baby um can they still attend could they i don't know maybe bring a friend or bring their the doula definitely i want to scream yes i mean the I yes, I think I the the, couple, the, the classes are designed as couples classes in the yeah. sense of we want partners, birthing partners, to be present at the birth because we know how important it is that the woman in labor is is well looked after, not only from medical staff but from somebody she knows and trusts. That this is a big point in all of it. So, but there are always women attending singly, happily singly in the sense of if they are happily singly living or if the partner has just no time or doesn't feel like it or doesn't want to. And of course, um, in the end, the, yeah, the birthing partner, partner doesn't need to be the partner as such. So everybody is welcome to join the class if they want to. Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay, that's uh, that's that's good to know. Now we're we're sort of nearing the the end of the interview. I just wanted to talk about a few um, um, I don't know logistical things. Um, the the classes, the birth preparation classes, do they do they cost anything for the mother or for the partner? Um, are they reimbursed? How does that work? So if you're if you have a German general insurance, the class is covered. If you take the class by a midwife, that's the thing. I mean, um, other people could offer birth preparation, but the midwives are the only ones if they work with the insurance that um, the class is covered for the pregnant woman. The partners that has changed over the last few years, thankfully, and it's changing, I'd say day and day because some insurances might cover the class today or not today but tomorrow so it's always worth checking mm -hmm. and some of them ca uh, cover maybe for the partners 30 percent or 50 percent some cover all of the costs because the partners have to pay uh, extra or out of out of their own pocket first yes mm -hmm. um so it's important for the parents to check that the course is given by a midwife and to check with their health insurance as well that the health yes. insurance is, is um, uh, if uh, yeah for the partners in uh, definitely 
And for, if you have a private insurance, it's good to check um, depending on your policy because some of them do cover, they, they would be written in, they cover everything the German general insurance covers and other would have a special saying they only cover so and so many hours or nothing. Okay. Yeah, definitely worth checking. Good. That's good to know. Um, Catherine, thank you very, very much. Um, we have, uh, I think we've got a good understanding now of the, the birth preparation classes, um, in, in Germany, what they, what they offer. Um, and we're down to the last, uh, quick fire questions that I ask everyone on, on the podcast. So, um, if you had one, one resource, whether it's, it's a book, a website, um, anything that you'd like to recommend, recommend to the international families in Germany, uh, what would, what would that be? Am I allowed to, uh, to say three things? <laughs> go, go ahead. I'll give you three I, things. Um, I have I have one for the pregnancy or two actually where I'd say I I love I like a book it, uh, called Mindful Birthing by Nancy Birdeck I think is her name. It's it's very I think the word would be unpretentious but it's real and it's about as well the mindfulness or the breathing aspect of it. And that's why I'd add any meditation app at the same Uh, level because I, I find more and more for preparation and for maybe as well for your life after breathing, being with yourself and even if it's just a few minutes every day is can only be beneficial um, with a pandemic or without. Yep. Um, I find a good postnatal exercise class is top notch if you find one to to feel stronger after birth to discover your new you somehow and be comfortable with it and yeah feel aligned and the third one would be any and every book you could find from Jesper Yule he's a Danish family therapist and he is very much about or his approach is that speak to the children, ask them, of course, you can't ask a baby, but you can ask a toddler and ask yourself what you want. And with that, you know, don't go into any power struggles. And I find that is for what is about to come. Not on a, yeah, very important. My opinion. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Thank you. We're gonna, we'll list all these resources on the, on the episode uh, notes of the podcast. Um, are there any, or is there any other service provider that you'd like to recommend, um, international families in Germany should, should look into or could benefit from? I think, I mean, there, isn't it? I, the first thing is I find it so fantastic how over the last few years, how many more providers we have now, especially in Berlin, English speaking, in some sort providing help for families or pregnant women. And I find, I want to mention osteopaths as a source of, um, yeah, feeling or helping on this way of, 
helping a pregnant woman if she has aches and pains that nobody else can really treat and where the only common thing then is to say, ah, that's the pregnancy, you have to wait till it's over. And then as well, the babies later on, if they don't want to breastfeed, if there's, if it was a more difficult birth. birth. So I find osteopath in general, fantastic. And that's something the German healthcare system kind of funds as well, or the insurances cover you know, osteopaths visit more and more if you have a prescription from your gynecologist or from the pediatrician, for an example. And there's, am I allowed to name names now? Or, you can, yeah. <laughs> no, like I said, I'm not being paid by Annie, but I, since I'm actually kind of, yeah, I, I do love one woman. I, I recommend her all the time because I think her work is great. And she's called Kerstin Sachse, and she's an osteopath in, I want to say it's Wilmersdorf. It's, it's somewhere Bundesallee, Bundesplatz. And I love, I like her work because it's, um, you don't go there 500 times. Her approach is that she sees you once or twice and then it's over with. So um, I, I like that approach and I like her for that. And I have seen experienced women who were in great pains and not so much after a visit Amazing. so I, that's my little shout out to her <laughs> does she does she speak english do you know yes of, yes that that's a given now yes she yes. speaks english she speaks everybody tells me she speaks good english amazing um Yeah, that's a great resource. Thank you very much. Um, and a question I asked to the parents. So you're you're a mum yourself. Um, one thing that you wish someone would have told you before becoming a parent. Uh, this is a question that um, that I always struggle with. I have to say because I find and it's it's changing over the years. Um, I think, and because, yeah, nobody could have told me that while I was pregnant or while uh, after, in the end, that it's all about that it doesn't stop with this birth, that it's just the beginning of something. Mm. Because we think we do this birth preparation class and then it's okay. <laughs> but then that it's just, yeah, it's a start. And that is, is good. It, but that there, yeah, that I find, and look, sorry that I'm struggling now. I'm trying to put my thoughts into good words that in the end, it all comes down to that you, you as a person, as a new mother, as a new father, as new parents, that you have to feel that it's good what you're doing or, you know, that the approach you have is yours because you can buy all the books and listen to all the podcasts and hear, you know, and have many people giving you fantastic advice, but that in the end, that the advice from X, Y, and Z is maybe not what you feel is right for you. And that is, I find something as a first time parent, because you want to do it right. You start off with doing it how other people would do it until you realize no, I need to do it that way so I feel okay about it. Yeah, I think that's really, really great advice because we <clears throat> there is a there there is so-called so intensive parenting today where parents um, try and be the best but forget or maybe sometimes forget what 
yeah, what, what their instinct is telling them and forget to listen to themselves before listening to others. So I think that's, that's really great advice. Katrina Mali, thank you very much for your time. Yes, thank, you. <laughs> thank you very much. It was a pleasure. It was a pleasure. Yes, it was really fun. Thank you. For more information about my services and courses, go to babyinberlin.com. Sound and music by David Nichols. Thank you all for listening. See you on the next episode.